0: Hey, everybody. We've got a bonus episode for you here, and this is exciting. Uh, Joe Stark and I were privileged enough to talk with Declan Shalvey from Comic Book Fame. I mean, this guy has done Moon Knight with Warren Ellis, uh, X-Men Unlimited. He's done Injection and Time Before Time, amazing comic book artist and an amazing comic book writer. And we're talking about his new book coming out in September, Old Dog. I'm going to give you a synopsis on this book. Jack Lynch was a once-promising CIA operative. On the eve of retirement, looking back at a failed career, he is tasked with one final mission that goes horribly wrong. He wakes up years later to a changed world and deeper changes within him. When a shadow group offers Lynch a second chance at a life of adventure, he's paired with the last person he could ever imagine. In order to adjust, this old dog will have to learn some new tricks. And this is its a sci-fi... It's a science fiction spy series. They call it Spy-Fi. And it's from Declan Shelby. And Joe and I had so many questions for him about this book. We got to read the first issue. It's going to hit comic book stores September 28th. And right now is the perfect time for you to get online and reserve your copy or go to your LCS and reserve the book for yourself. That way you can make sure that you get a copy of the book. We talk about the variant covers. This is a really fun book that asks a ton of questions and I'm telling you like if you're fans of like Ed Brubaker, Damon Lindelof, Frank Miller, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of like uh, Christopher Nolan. I mean there's so many different types of uh, different uh, influences within this book. I had so many questions after reading it but I need answers which is why I'm going to continue to read this book going forward. And on top of all that, Declan was an awesome guest. So Please, everybody, check out Old Dog Number One from Image Comics. Like I said, hits comic book stores September 28th. And listen to this interview. It was such a joy talking with Declan. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and it's all bad. Makes us happy like shooting at a warm brat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids. It,
1: it, it's a trap. It, 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 do we love it? He lets face it, race it, erase
0: it let's breaks it up for wear, party, subculture spill over, like a vulture carry over culture push over pop culture. Leftovers, and uncool kids. What's his name's already been said. Leftovers, sure only talent is the band that's singing. There's pop culture leftovers. Hello. Hey, how you doing? How's Hello, yourself. Fantastic. It's great to connect with you.
2: Oh, well, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. We're excited to talk to you. Well, that little excitement will fade fast, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, we're very excited to talk to you. Um, yeah, so excited to talk to you about your new creator-owned book, Old Dog. And uh, this just hit comic book shelves on August 24th. It's very exciting.
2: Uh, no, sorry. Actually, it, it was originally going to come out August twenty fourth. It's out September twenty eighth.
0: September twenty eighth. Okay, I had this on my poll list, and apparently, my comic book shop did not alert me that it did not go out. So, okay, oh,
2: okay, that's probably my fault. I basically, I kind of needed more time because um, I was doing a lot of stuff, kind of for promotion, and it totally ate into the working on the book. That's the that's the tough thing about creator-owned comics. Is like. All the promo needed takes yeah. time and making the book takes time and yeah. they both pull from each other. So you no, know, that was my,
0: I asked image for a bit more time just to give me a little bit more of a, a little more, uh, breathing room. And I mean, you're doing pretty much everything in this comic by yourself, except for the lettering.
2: Yeah. I designed this, um, wrote it, um, colored it and exposed through it to sure. Why not? Um, but no lettering to hell with that that is, uh, that, is for, <laughs> that is for fools um no uh no i, I actually did lettering in a crater on 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 small press stuff back of the day, but I, I hated it I hated it so much, and um like I know Clayton Coles and I go way back, so I just figured like why not just have somebody else do something you I,
0: know, yeah just to, just to just so I didn't like blow my brains out absolutely um what i i want, I was curious like uh I when I first read, when I first saw like some of the 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 pages and the cover and the fact that it was going to be some like like a spy thriller, I was just like, oh okay, this is going to be like a kind of like an Ed Brubaker type comic book, but with Declan Shalvey. And it is really, in my opinion, um, so much more because there is. (laughs) don't get me wrong, I love Ed Brubaker. Oh, but, so do I. Like, I mean, this is this. This is a lot. I mean, I, if you, if you said that
2: that was what the book was, I'd be like, yeah, cool, grand, because I I love a Baker's bigger stuff. Um, I would say sleeper. If you ever remember that, yeah, was on book. That was definitely in the DNA of this. Like, um, I just love all that kind of stuff. But uh, but no, by all means, tell me how how brilliant time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's what what hooked me is I'm I'm really big into science fiction, and there is definitely an element of of, I feel like, some some, uh, maybe futuristic technology and science fiction going on within this book. And also, I mean, uh, it's very, um, uh, not to dive too much into it, but it's very Nolan-esque as far as, like, what is actually going on in this book. It's enough to keep me 100% intrigued and wanting more, but it's very, like, Christopher Nolan-esque as far as, like, um, basically you're not, uh, um, uh, giving us too much. You are spoon feeding us just enough to get us hooked. So yeah, you're like, you're like a drug dealer with comic books is what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, but okay,
2: it, I guess yeah, that's good. Uh, no, I really appreciate that. Cause uh, you're hitting all the things when you make something, you don't know how it's going to kind of be, you mm-hmm. know, you put out the broadcast and you don't know how it'll be received. And um, it's great to hear that because that is, is what I was going for. Like, um, uh, I love Christopher Nolan stuff. Um, I love, you know, Bruce Baker. Like, I wanted, um, you know, I'd say, like, a friend of mine described it as it's a little bit kind of tennis y, but tennis didn't go down so well. So I'm not going to use that in promotion. Um, but I, I, I love all that stuff. It kind of like really well crafted, grounded. Work, but also with a kind of a twist of an of a of a, of a sci-fi element, you know, like uh, like say Inception or something like that. Oh like yeah, it's very, it's a grounded action thriller, but it's also things go upside down and things like that. And I like I like having access to that kind of um, key to the weirds when you want it because because I, I really love my I love my grounded um, uh, crime and espionage stuff, but I know especially if I'm going to be drawing something, I want to be able to kind of lean it into something kind of more unusual or have an opportunity to kind of go go a bit more interesting with the visuals, you know.
0: Absolutely, it's an, and also I'll throw out another name, another creator that I absolutely love. Um, you know, on the Hollywood side is like Damon Lindelof. This is very much Damon Lindelof to me as well.
2: You're, you're hitting all. This is great. This is brilliant. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to come out the end of this. To to- like I was already dangerously egotistical, but now uh, um, no, that's that's brilliant, man. Because again, I love I love uh, Lindelof stuff. Like um, I, I, it's. You know, like I kind of, I would say I'm kind of going lighter on some of the sci-fi stuff just because I don't want to kind of um, uh, go too deep too much. Like I said, I think I like, I think when I originally wrote Old Dog, I mean it was, it was the story that it was. But I think I kind of sat on it for a few months and I went back to it and I just kind of hyped up the sci-fi an extra five to ten percent, just because again, access to more kind of interesting things that you can do in comics there's there's a thing that happens regards the lettering at one stage in the in issue one where again that was like a you know this isn't a film this is a comic so is there something i can do to make this comic more engaging and visually interesting um um but i do kind of like my cinematic storytelling as they say um so this is that's that's great man to hear that again i i couldn't know how things are going to be received on the other end so like you're i'm so glad that's coming across.
0: Well, and another thing that I absolutely loved about this comic book and reading it is the fact, number one, that you are the writer and uh, you're also the artist and there's really no disconnect as far as like the action sequences that are taking place. It was very easy to follow and I have read, I'm not going to name any names, but I've read comics in the past where like the action is a little harder to follow and this was very, like you said, cinematic. I, it was it was very easy to follow. You know, there's... Um, some great action scenes with uh, different characters. And I never felt like I was getting lost from panel to panel as to what was actually going on. It was very easy to follow.
2: No, I mean, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like saying that I'm not describing myself as cinematic. I'm, you know, people have said it to me. So I'm just repeating them. Um, <laughs> like when other people call me genius, so I'll just repeat them. It's their, it's their word, not mine. Um, but uh, no, well, I don't know if you have, if, if you read the Moon Knight run I did with Warren Ellis
1: yes
0: yeah i was a huge fan
1: of
2: that oh thanks man um and now joe you can tell me how great i am but um i (laughs) uh, i I really i really enjoyed working that book and when we were working on injection too there were some elements of kind of like you know fight scenes and um i really like drawing fight scene fight scenes fights for choreography and i haven't really had a chance to do it since um not on any kind of superhero stuff. It's not quite. You just don't really have that kind of um, opportunity to do that type of storytelling, and everyone loved it, and I loved doing it. And I realized it had been like four years or whatever. I'm like, why have I not done this again? So that again, old dog is an excuse to do that type of stuff. And I like, um, I like, you know, having a scene, breaking it down, working out the storytelling. Like, I'm not. I mean, I would say, I, actually, I'm quite restrained in my fight scenes. Like, I actually kind of pace it very kind of. Um, like to a very specific rhythm mm-hmm. but i like to kind of tense things and expand them here and there but um I, I again this is just another opportunity for me to do more of the kind of stuff that i liked doing um and also people seem to like to read as well so it kind of seemed like a no-brainer it's like well i like doing it a lot of people like like it right why, why why not give myself an excuse like i think yeah like there's definitely fight sequence issue two issue three i can't even remember what the hell's going on but like there's yeah there's like, my, my the one thing is hard to do is restrain myself from not making the whole bloody thing a fight scene. Like, we did it, we did that in issue five of Moon Knight. I remember Warren asked if I if, said, How would you feel about doing a whole issue that's a fight that's a uh one long fight scene? I thought, Yeah, like, I'd love to do that. And I couldn't believe we got to do it in a Marvel book, you know? Yeah, um, so now I'm having to restrain myself. I'm like, Well, I can't just do that again because that would be really t- that would be really taking the piss. Um, but I want to make sure I'm getting in like. You know, a certain element of mood, a certain element of character development, a certain element, like, you know, it's not, not everything's like a James Bond set piece. You know, it's not like huge in that way. I find the more close quarters kind of like, you know, raw um, fight sequences. And even though he's an old man, you know, he's, you know, he's pretty tough and he can, you know, kick some serious ass. So that's, um,
0: yeah, it's a lot of fun to do. Yeah, he's very capable. What can you tell us about our main character, Jack Lynch, that maybe we haven't seen yet? Sure. Well, <clears throat> yeah,
2: um, I would say so. I will say stepping around, kind of um, tiptoeing t- around some of what I can. So I don't want to say uh, a leading what happens in the book, but we can safely say at the end of the issue, he has kind of like, let's say, Captain America esque abilities. So it's, I don't want to say he's a superhero, but like he is genetically modified to some degree so that's why we can have an old man leaping across buildings and things like that because um it's really fun to draw and i needed to make it make sense somehow so
0: um superpowers. <laughs> so he he basically he turned into tom cruise yes <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely yeah, yeah. Or, or if tom cruise needs to do a film in like 10 years yeah you know we're just just you know he's a little you know if, if he hasn't killed himself during a mission impossible movie <laughs> right. um, there's still a rose left for him exactly but, um, Um, But no, but Jack Lynch, um, so when we meet Jack, we kind of see him at two different times. Um, And he basically was a very capable CIA agent, but something happened during his career that benched him. And he's been behind a desk for years and he's pretty bitter about it. Something will happen during the first issue that basically gives him a new lease on life. Mm -hmm. Well, a new lease on his career life, at least, and makes him very, very valuable to assert to a kind of a shadowy, government agency so he basically becomes a super spy um when he was effectively written off for 20 30 years um so he's loving it because he wants back in um and the rest of the series will basically be him on various kind of missions um but he's paired with somebody who he could never have expected
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: that that has plenty that will have plenty of tensions of its own as the as the as the book goes on
0: let me just say that i you know i've I've read it in so many different stories, and sometimes it's done very well, other times not so well, where you've got a character who has been out of the game for a long time and now they're reluctant about getting back in and you've got a character that's chomping at the bit to getting back in, and I love that that makes me excited for what's going to be happening
2: yeah, me too like I mean like he's got bit he's got bitterness and regrets and things like that but um that, yeah i think that is something that's a little bit different because normally it's like oh there's no way of going back in but like he's like yeah because he basically feels like he lost out on so much and now he's got a chance to kind of uh t- he's got a chance to kind of redo things over in a few different ways shall we say um but 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 you know it's 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 kind of tough like with something like this i don't know if i was looking at it from the outside like to me like it could be just a generic like spy book and there's like an aging uh, spy and i've seen things like that before but i've kind of what i'm hoping is that like i'm taking certain, certain kind of tropes of the spy genre and superhero genre too i guess but like um i'm just one of those people who thinks ideas aren't really that much of a big a deal it's how they're done
0: mm-hmm.
2: um and i'm hoping that me doing this in working in this kind of a genre is going to be something kind of fun and you know different but I, I don't know. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I, I don't know. I'm, I'll try my best, but like I'm just hoping it will be really solid, fun action storytelling. Like I, I kind of love my inspiration behind her things like, um, you know, Angel or the Highlander TV show. You know, um, I just really liked those kind of shows and uh, where there was a lone you know, or a lone kind of character and mm. something would happen each 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 week. And I, I don't know. I kind of you don't see a lot of that these days. I know it's a little retro, I guess, but um. But um,
0: you know, all the 90s stuff is coming back, so why not this? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, – oh, I had a question lined up, and now I can't think of it what it is. I'm going to have Joe ask you something here. Yeah, I in, I jump in, Joe.
1: Yeah, <laughs> jump in, Joe. So um, <clears throat> we briefly touched there on your your protagonist having an incident happened in the past. As this story goes along, are we going to learn a little bit more about his past?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the benefit of having an older character means that, like, he has a backstory – that we won't know about. And we're definitely, I mean, the story moves forward. Um, I don't have, but like what I like is like the book does find an audience. There's plenty of kind of, you know, backstory. I can, uh, I can, I, I kind of, sometimes with that stuff, you kind of, less is more, you know, the less you do it, the better it is. Absolutely. Um, And for the first six issues, I don't really feel like that will be earned, but there is definitely stuff from his past. Definitely comes back to, to haunt him in the in the first arc
1: All right. oh tremendous is this going to be an ongoing series then it's ongoing
2: but the way i want to do it is um they're i'm doing them in i'm calling them redax so you'll see on the cover it says redact one and because i'm so pretentious i have to come up with my own way of doing things um <laughs> it's for lack of a better term it's like a season so i want to do six issue seasons as it were because I'm writing and drawing, coloring it all, I got just, there's no way I can do it monthly. So my plan is to basically do six issues a year, trade a year, um, and just have a, I'll have a break in between where I can just build up the next issues. And so they'll come out every month for half the year. And then the rest of the year I'll be working up on it. So I kind of, and I also want to, you know, I kind of want to build up anticipation for the next one. And I'd like it if it was kind of, I mean, there's no way this, I don't know this will happen, but it'll be really cool if like one ends and everyone's like, Oh, I can't wait for the next one. And I can build up some anticipation for the the, the next one. But um, so it's ongoing. I have a, I, I know exactly what I'll do for two arcs. Um, after that, it's it's it's. I'd love to. I want to be like, oh well, it's going to go here and there. But like, I love to see how sales are. To be honest, um, if they're great, then I'm going to keep going because I'm having such fun working on this. But um, I think I, I'm committing to ten anyway and see how it goes. Um, my thinking was it will be three, but the more I've worked on it. I can see so much more like I kind of could go anywhere and do anything. You know, I can go to space if I want. I haven't <laughs> done it yet, but I'd like to, you know, um, that's the fun. It's like, it's like having your own kind of superhero book where you can just kind of do anything you want and, and every single issue would be different. So I, uh, I, I can see more than 10 of those. I can see lots more, you know? So, um, yeah, hopefully it'll do brilliantly. And this is just my job for, for however long.
0: I hope so. I, it's like, the 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 first issue asked more questions than it gave us answers, and that's what really intrigued me on this series. And you can expand upon that <laughs> through future issues and and ask more questions. And what it sounds like to me with you taking this break is like I'm guessing <laughs> issue six is going to leave on a on a hell of a hang- uh cliffhanger. So maybe maybe
2: Um, no yeah no it will (laughs) come on the way yeah no the way the way six will end um will definitely be a bit of a. uh it'll be an end to the arc but it'll definitely be like what the hell next um so i kind of um uh yeah i know definitely like you know but that's the kind of fun thing of episodic storytelling if it was a graphic novel it would be a very different book Mm -hmm. you know the whole format would be different i would be doing it differently but um I uh, I think knowing like if the book does well, then that means I know I have this much room to play with, rather than this much room to play with, and that's kind of where it is. I know I know how it ends. I know the first arc ends. I know how the story will end. It's kind of the same thing with Time Before Time, the the, the book that I'm I'm co-writing with Roy McConville. Is that like there's When we did the first arc, we didn't know if the book would survive five, five issues, and it did, and we knew where we wanted to go in the end, and then we then we which was brilliant. We The sales were strong enough where we were able to kind of like squeeze everything we wanted to squeeze out of the idea. Whereas sometimes with the creator on a book, you have all this stuff you can do, but like you can't just blow it all on the first arc because it wouldn't be a satisfying read. You know, it's it's the kind of cool thing about an ongoing book is like, like for me, Old Dog has a very kind of a small B story going through it. Um, a story is where it's all that. That's what's interesting. But all the kind of other stuff, I kind of want to seed as we go. And I want to make sure I can get to the end of it as well so um i don't know
1: it's a bit nerve-wracking but it's exciting too to be asked
0: absolutely
1: uh w- what's it like to be in a position where you're doing the writing the and the artwork on it like how does that process differ when you're solely just the writer or solely just the artist on a book
2: well um i had some practice because i did it um i did it i did it, i've done a little bit at marvel already and if it was just me i probably never would get the book done if it was my own my own original instinct to just oh this is what I'm going to do like having doing work for higher stuff is great because it means you have to do it in order to get paid so um I um, I've done like I did a Nick Fury serial at Marvel and I did um a Hulk one shot the Hulk flatline, and uh, I just did an X Men run and I, I do I wrote and drew so it was kind of um it's I initially was worried about writing and drawing because what I love about drawing comics from scripts is that it's like it's like a puzzle that you have to kind of figure out how to make it work visually. Some writers are very good, so it's not that hard. Other writers aren't, and it's much harder. And But no matter what, it's still a challenge. And I really like that challenge, and I was worried, well, if I'm writing it, then that's just gone. But what I discovered from writing is that writing is like solving the puzzle up front, and then the drawing is the further articulation of that problem-solving. And then so is the colouring. It's more, there's more stages to play with visual storytelling so it's just like i did really well drawing comics and i had a very good career and i'm very grateful um, but i found the more control over my work i had the more opportunities for you know just kind of fleshing things out a little bit more you know when you're drawing you do what you can and you hand over to colors. So the colors will do a brilliant pretty, pretty job and add something you probably couldn't have expected but there is something very satisfying about taking something small and kind of fleshing it out and building it and developing it and and seeing it right through to the end, except for the letters. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is. It's 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 tough. It's it's intimidating. Um, but I think I I I used work for higher comics to train myself to kind of develop my um skill set and like I, I like the first story I colored of my own was the Hulk one shot, and that for me was. I'm going to. I'm going to color my. Own, I've been doing coloring my own covers for a few years now. But I'm like, if I can, if I could color this, then, you know, I have a whole new set of things I can play with. Like why I'm using green here, or little things like that. It's really satisfying. And then when I did that at Marvel for a while, I'm like, oh man, I can't, because I knew I was going to do all dogs. I was planning it. I'm like, I can't give this away to another colorist now. I, I'm really enjoying this side of storytelling, the color. And like would be smarter just to give it to a colorist so the issues could come out faster, but ugh, I wanna do it all. I wanna I wa I I personally love when you see an artist or a writer artist, colorist just do everything. There's um it's a very I don't know, there's a there's a there's a quote. There's, 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 there's a there's just something to the work where it just feels more it's more like a direct transmission from the artist's brain to you. I don't know if that if you feel that way.
1: No, absolutely. Um, I thought your color work on Old Dog was great, too. I could really tell a difference uh-huh. in tone uh, kind of between the two narratives that you got going on in the first book. Uh, just looking at the panel, you could just tell by the color tones in it that, oh, this is when this and, you know, also you were nice enough to put the, the, the date, the time stamps in it, too. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Well, uh, yes. Um, no, I, I appreciate that because still, I'm still kind of a little intimidated when it comes to coloring because I know so many brilliant colorists. And here I am thinking I'm great. But um, actually, a few people have said the color, like, I don't know, I think um, the worry with this is that, you know, I want this to be the best thing I've ever done. And, you know, everyone would probably say, what's the best thing I've ever done is Moon Knight. And that was a few years ago. So I'm definitely trying to up my game on this. And I think the coloring is part of that. I think um, taking it to the next level with, like, developing, you know, the, my storytelling with color as well has been... A just. Again, it's, it's, it's intimidating, but I find that any time I'm scared about something, it's a really good reason to do it. Um, if I'm feeling too comfortable about a project, that's not a good sign. Because something about the, like, what if I fuck it up, <laughs> it forces you to kind of just really, like, go for it, you know? Um, and I don't know, I'm feeling like that on this, so I think I'm taking that as a good sign.
1: Yeah, that fear can be a very good motivator. That, that fear of failure that'll push you to, to do that extra step. Because uh, I
2: can't hide behind, like, a really good writer or a really good artist <laughs> or a really good colorist, which I've done plenty of times before.
1: <laughs> well, you're in the fortunate position that you are a really good writer. Um, I want to bring up your past work. I read Bog Bodies, and it just blew me away. Well, oh, thanks, man. That, that story is very, very good. I finished it and immediately handed my Kindle to my wife, and I was like, there's a new book on here, and you have to read it. <laughs> like, this is right <laughs> up your hope, alley. It's so I good. I hope
2: she didn't mind swearing.
0: Um, oh, no, no she definitely does book. not. <laughs> okay. um, when she got oh, when that, he handed it to her she said fuck yes
2: and <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's my target audience then um no, th- 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 thanks man that was i mean that the kind of project it just kind of not disappeared fast it was just it came out as the pandemic hit so like it kind of was a very weird time but um uh no thank you i'm really really like proud of that book uh, i don't know if you've seen um the closet um the james tinney the image book but that the, the artist from that did bog bodies previously um he's an old student of mine actually here in in, uh, in in ireland and um i just wanted to kind of make a make another irish project and just kind of i don't know just do a nice little kind of short sharp like thriller um and it came out great i'm really i'm really really happy with that book so yeah thanks for checking out those are one of those projects that you know, you don't know how it's going to go down because it's like crime stories don't tend to do great in comics, even though I love, you know, I love my favorite comics of Prime Comics and Brubaker stuff. Um, but they're not massive sellers and it's set in Ireland and they talk funny. So I didn't really know how well that would go down either. But
1: it <laughs> the, those voices came through when I was reading it. It, it was it, it sounded, you know, Irish in my head. I loved it.
2: I'll go when I sent the script to the editor, sorry to the to, to the editor of the book, she was like, "I can just hear you here." So, she was, <laughs> Good.
0: Good. Uh, um, so with this book going forward, do you have like a set, like how many total issues that this story could be? If let's say you know sales are sales are great. Um, do you know how many issues you think this would go?
2: Um, my Going in, I was thinking three volumes, like three trades is a nice number. Because, you know, I kind of sometimes hate it when you like, I don't know, remember when I was younger and I wanted to buy DMZ and I saw there was like 17 books. I'm like, I'm not reading 17 books. <laughs>
0: right, right, <laughs> right, right,
2: right, right, right. Um, but at the same time, like injection was supposed to be five and we only got to three. So, kind of, and like, my, what I'd like this to be is kind of my Hellboy, where I can just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, do a book and put it out. Like, I don't know how many of those there are. So uh, the answer is no. I think, I was just thinking, if I could do three volumes, that would be a really nice, neat volume. And you know what? Go down and do a new idea. But I like working with other artists too. So if this thing's kind of working out perfectly for me as an artist, then I don't see any reason to really stop. I mean, stop anytime soon, that is. Um, like my kind of feeling is because I've always been like doing work for higher stuff to help justify my creator own work.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm kind of feeling like this book could be the creator own book to justify more creator own work. You know, <laughs> if I can, if I make a living doing old dog, as opposed to a Marvel book, then I can use that kind of success to do more creator own stuff. And if this book suits me perfectly, then why do, why draw anything else? You know, um, but, I mean, I do, because there, there's some other small things I'd like to do, like the graphic novel and stuff, but um, I feel like if I'm doing six issues a year, I can kind of work on other stuff and, you know, deliver this each year. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling now. I, I'm not answering your question. Um, I don't I don't know. If it, I I think I could easily go beyond, beyond three. Um,
0: okay.
2: I probably, though, wouldn't want to go... I don't know. The more I work on it, the kind of the more fun it is. So I think if, it, if it's doing... If it does very well, I'd definitely go more than three. I think, maybe four or five. Yeah, not because you don't want to drag it out either too long, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know. This is all this is
2: all in theory. Yeah, no, it's all very <laughs> theoretical.
0: The, we're we're kind of introduced to very briefly uh, an agency uh-huh. in this book. How expansive are we going to get in with that? agency because i i'm sure i'm just is it going to be more of a character kind of like driven story where it's basically we are just following jack or are you going to expand upon this world that we're introduced to is there more to this world outside of jack that we need to really get to that's, know
2: that's a good question i would say yes there's more to jack the more sorry there's more to the world than jack um there's a character that appears in issue one, as you know, who is basically basically is the second character. Like, you know, I just didn't want to reveal them ahead yes. the of the story. Absolutely. Um, but there's a, definitely a second. He's a partner, effectively going forward, which will be more. There's more character there, and there is more to Black Circle. Um, but I would say, and um, that's that's not for the first arc. I think there'd be kind of development in the first arc, but if I'd like to dig more into that, but when you've got six episodes for lack of a better term, I kind of felt that I need to lean into Jack and show adventures before you start kind of taking left turns and stuff. Um, So I'd I'd like to dig into more. I'd like to dig into that more. It's just, it's a matter of knowing how much space I have to do it. So not in the first arc, but the second arc, definitely there's the way the arc ends as well. There's more, development there's definitely a sorry to answer your question there's more to than just jack it's leading with jack he's like 80 percent of each each um each issue but more will change and i'd also kind of like to do an issue that doesn't have him in it at all or that's the kind of, again that's the kind of fun thing about doing, doing episodic stuff is um you could just take a character and do something completely different that would be fun
0: oh yeah yeah i've, I've seen you know jason Aaron do that in southern bastards where it's like you're following one character and then the that's next issue right. It's a completely <laughs> yeah. it's a completely different <laughs> character that you're following and
2: it's just stuff with the first arc is six issues so for me I'm kind of like I need to deliver six adventures yes you know like I could have done it as five issues and just had an arc because that's you know most books that generally tend to be five but I felt that would be feel more like a trade than six than a season if that makes sense like better to get six different stories rather than five different stories and even with six different stories I feel like you know, since it's all so kind of action orientated, there's not a lot of real estate to kinda of def- do a lot of character development. So for the first arc especially I felt like I need to dig in on Jack mm-hmm. and his partner and then kinda of, if I can sell that then I'm then I'm doing fine.
0: So am I am I hearing that in each issue are we going to be following maybe a different mission in each yeah. issue? Yeah. So it's going to feel very like episodic in that way.
2: Yeah, like, you know, if I was doing, like I said, yeah, I, I would do it differently if it was like a graphic novel, but like if I'm going to do single issues in this way, I think I want to lead into the episodicness of it all. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're all, every, each issue is a different, a totally different mission. Um, maybe in future I could do a two-parter or something. Like, yeah. you know, that would be fun. Like, I remember, you know, like in Star Trek, there would, there would be like a big story, would be two, would be two, um, two episodes, things like that, but I think I need to establish a formula before I start messing with messing with it. So um yeah the first six are six different different adventures. I, per-
0: I personally think that it's a I think this is a great way to write this comic. It it I think it's the perfect comic to get then if that's what you're doing, it's the perfect comic to get single issues for.
2: That's what I'm thinking, yeah.
0: Otherwise you know a lot of people are trade waiting. So because I know myself personally I'll read a book and then a month goes by and then I'll pick it up again. I'll be like, oh, gosh, I got to go back and read that previous issue because it's been a month and I've 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 watched so many things. I've read so many things. This is this like the way it's built. Episodically, it's like you can just jump into that next adventure with Jack and see what he's up to. So,
2: yeah, my hope is if you pick up issue two, it's just as maybe not as engaged as kind of a hook to issue one to kind of keep you on board. But like, I want, if you pick up issue three, then you can read it and it's done in one issue and you can really enjoy it. Like I really, I like one shots. I like done in ones, um, you know, like the, the book, uh, type of before time we're doing is very different. That's more of a much more kind of an ongoing narrative. Cause it's a monthly book, mm-hmm. like no breaks or anything. And that's works for that format. Like I'm big into my format and writing for the format. Um, which is why, Again, the limitations of what I can do month to month informed the structure of what Old Dog was going to be. So that's, you know, I kind of want it to be that, like, you know, you, re- you read an issue and you've no idea what's going to be the next one. And there there's something cool about that. You know, if like Old Dog can be an engine for where, you know, it's in the desert in one issue and then it's in the Antarctic in another issue. And I just... That that's fun to draw because you're yeah. always drawing something new each time and I think from the reader's point of view it just drops you into the story as fast as possible you know um, and I remember when we were doing Moon Knight I re- really remember how exciting it felt when everybody was reading the new issue um, and the trade did really well when it came out but like I think it's better to read them as single issues than is the trade um, now I'm not saying don't buy the trade of Old Dog please do buy the trade of Old Dog uh, pre-order at Amazon all the things but um that to me is like um you know that they're 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 the case files uh as it were you know that's where you put all your your things together i want i want the i want the issues to be appointment reading as much as possible now i have no idea if that'll actually happen to the point where i'm i'm even like i'm gonna i've i'm splashing out on having like card stock cover because i wanted to kind of maybe even feel like a like a file yeah a mission file rather i know it's like It's it's a big reach, but again, I just kind of want the issues to feel substantial or impactful rather than fodder for the trade, if that makes sense.
0: No, that makes perfect sense. And I love the, oh, it was the Marcos Martin uh, variant cover is gorgeous. I absolutely loved it. Oh, it's amazing. (laughs)
2: That's great. I pulled out all my, all, I, um cash all my favors for those yeah there's a, lo- a lovely chris samney one, Oh, um, i love chris samney yeah yeah that one's great um because his black widow book was definitely an inspiration behind this as well
0: that black um, widow book you talked about doing just a book with you know no talking and all action that first issue of black widow that was exactly what that what happened in that first issue and yeah, it was that, i
2: was annoyed because i think i just did a nick fury the Nick Fury serial, and I did do a silent a silent story with Black Widow in it, and then I saw the Chris Somney issue, I'm like, son of a... <laughs> He's doing so much better, you know. <laughs> and, um, uh, I also have a Kevin Nolan cover for um, issue one, and I love, like, Kevin Nolan's a like, hero of mine. Um, and we also have a variant that is, like, um, like an original drawing. Headshot, like I, I did them here in the house, like I did like a over like 150 head sketches on the cover, and that's being bound at the moment. So it's like one in two fifty or something. But oh, like, wow. you know, you can you can get an old dog with a sketch cover with a drawing by me, like because I've drawn them all already.
0: That is <laughs> that is awesome. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Yeah, no,
2: I i think it's I think it's cool. Like I'd love it if like I don't know, I'm trying to think like if Trad Moore did that or if. Daniel Warren Johnson did that I'd be all over it you know um, but yeah and I feel like oh, I should too I've got a brilliant Craig Smallwood one I don't know if you've seen that that's amazing um, Elsa Charatier, um who else is doing variants for me my um, mind's uh, gone blank like I just called, called in all my favours like everyone who I've been nice to for the, all yeah. my career I'm like right
0: we just had we just had Elsa Chardier on about a month oh, ago she's... with Tom King talking about Love Everlasting, and I mean she's an amazing artist, and I think I bought four variant covers for that book. Oh, <laughs> so, really? Yeah,
2: well, they were really nice variant covers as well. Yeah, they were great. No, she's fantastic. Yeah, so I think hers is for issue two. I've kind of lost track of them now because I got them all too long ago. Um, actually, have yeah, I've got those, but um, uh, I just wanted it to be like. I just know for me, I'm an art snob and I just want to be like really, really great artists doing variants for that cover. You know, I think it, it feeds for the prestige of the book, mm-hmm. if that, that makes sense. But um, um yeah, no, sorry. I don't, I'm, I'm just thinking about Chris Somney and Marcus
1: Martin now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love Did
1: the people... headshot cover. That one was so good. I, I think you drew that one, right? The headshot one. Oh, the one of just his face? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's that's the A cover for issue one. Yeah, I just wanted to. Somebody said like it doesn't tell you anything about the story, which is fair enough. But I think like you just can't go wrong with a big grizzled, you know, mean face with the scar going through.
0: So I don't know. I, I'm 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 pretty happy with that one. If you could compare Jack to one character in pop culture, I don't care if it's comics, movies, whatever, is there one character that maybe Jack is kind of I don't know, uh, the closest to?
2: Um, I can't think of one. I would say he's like a mix of... Let me think. Um, Al Swearengen and Mike Erman Trout and um, Harry Bosch um <laughs> Yeah, like it's, it's not, I can't think of just one, but like there's a, just a little sprinkle of all yeah. these different characters. Like, the, you know, like I try not to make him too mean, but like he's not pleasant. Um, uh, and he's harsh and he's, yeah, no, I can't think of one, but I think all those guys are a bit like, you know, capable, smart, mean as hell.
0: Well, that's, that's a great answer because it's showing me that the character, the more we dive into future issues is going to have layers, many layers. Yes.
2: So. Yeah no definitely yeah no there's there's a lot of character stuff in those in that first six issues that like I'm I'm excited to get to
0: yeah I'm excited to get, I, I I was like after the first issue I I I don't know about you Joe but I was like man I want that second issue now <laughs> yeah right now <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm I'm just finishing it now so uh, soon um, if you could just but, hold uh, it
0: up I'll read it just hold it real still <laughs> I'm kidding can- <laughs> it's
2: not let me see let me show you something There's... Yeah, so in the second issue he's uh he's trying to find a... he's gotta save a source from from getting murdered, so he's to yeah, bust in and uh save him and get him out of the, get him out of uh Columbia as fast as he can.
0: Oh wow.
2: So that's just in process stuff there.
0: Yeah, so oh, we're gonna too cool. We're gonna be doing some globe trotting in this movie. It's like an Indiana <laughs> Jones movie. We're gonna see that plane on the map moving.
2: But well, again, look I mean I love yeah, like it's it could, like the the third one is in Russia.
0: Wow! You know? um, so going to draw like kind of like brutalist buildings. Um, How many Boris's do you have? How many Boris's and Ivans do you have in that issue? <laughs> uh, actually,
2: I don't think they have any names. I'm just trying to figure out some Russian swear words. Um, that's all. That's all <laughs> I got in there. But uh, yeah, but I think I'm trying to remember. I can't even remember what we're the. Um, one of them happens in Amer- in the states. I think that's issue six. Issue five actually uh. yeah sorry i'm just thinking out loud they're like but you know that's the that's the fun thing is like that first place issue takes place in germany um and in the states and like yeah you can just draw if i want to draw some mountains if i want to draw some desert if i want to draw some like dilapidated buildings that's that it's it's grace to it's a great motivator for like coming up with locations it's just, like what do i want to draw
0: that's the best thing about doing a creator owned book is you get to do basically everything that you want to do. You've got complete control and yeah, it's awesome. I love it.
2: Uh I think your your positivity is uh is 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 being transmitted through the Zoom call here, like I'm um, i now I'm getting excited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um being that you are a, a writer and an artist, what what are some of your influences that have kind of turned you into the 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 creator that you are today um from a writing point of view well from both
2: um well i'd say i've definitely got a kind of like um a undercurrent of like mainstream comics like um you know i grew up on um you know andy cooper's x-men ghibli x-men mark bagley spider-man you know that's kind of like deep down in my DNA but I would say um I think like Miller Frank Miller, like this isn't interesting every other person's going to say this but like um <laughs> like um Miller and um, Miller and um John Ramita Jr's Man Without Fear just like it just did a number on my brain um that's what I that's just pure comics to me like Batman Year One as well like those, a lot of Miller stuff um Karl Dennis was huge um I hope he never hears this. Um, but like massive inspiration. Bru Baker, um, Warren Ellis as well, which again mm. was very weird as working with him because I was like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> but um but like I yeah, I like to think I'm a mate like but yeah, as as well from our, our point of view, like JP Love, JP a piece behind me here, um, Parlov, um uh who else am I looking at like all the time? Those are not comics, those are just art books. <laughs> um <laughs> I think like a mix, I've got a good mix of kind of like superhero base with kind of ex, like more expressive, experimental kind of storytellers. So I think I've it, I've got a nice sweet spot where I feel like I'm doing stuff that's different, that's inspired by a lot of stuff that I've, 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 I've ingested. Um, and yet not going too wacky. Like I, yeah, like I'm like, you know, I'm more of a gardenist than a Neil Gaiman guy, if that makes sense. You know, yeah, preacher sure. is my preacher is, is my thing, not Sandman, you know. Um so like that's kind of my narrow views is I'm a fairly ground my, my influences is kind of all come from a grounded place where I kinda of like man, I'm just gonna it's weird actually. That like, that is kind of where old dog is. It's, so I'm just analyzing myself if you ask that question. Uh, <laughs> who am I? <laughs> <laughs> what am I
1: doing? Um,
2: but yeah, yeah, sorry, I always fall flat on these answers because like my brain camps confused, but like am yeah, I my um yeah, I think my go-to influences are like somewhere between Gareth Dennis, JP Leon, and like, yeah, Warren Ellis, and what the hell am I even putting in my head these days? Nope, those are all comps. So that would be me inspiring me. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that. Cut
1: that. Cut that. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> Uh what, what's your preferred medium when you're doing when you're creating artwork? Do you usually draw stuff out on paper or are you more of a digital guy? No, I, I hate digital. Um I draw, um I don't know
2: if your podcast a video one or not, but um I so I will draw everything out on my own sketchbook. So this is a peek at issue two. Let's see. So I draw it all like um seven point five by five millimeter little boxes.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are like your thumbnails for each page?
2: Yeah, yeah, so I'll draw the whole book out like this. You know, if something isn't working, I'll redraw it in the... So I'll do that, and then I... So I'll work out the whole issue. Um, I'll scan it, blow it up on my computer. I'll trace the the layouts onto the board. Pencil, traditionally, ink. Um, scan it and uh, do the rest on Photoshop. I, I I like coloring in Photoshop because um, you have options, but like... I can kind of, like, I can do stuff and change my mind about it later on different layers because I, mm-hmm. I kind of, like, mess around a bit. Um, but when it comes to um, to drawing, like, I just – paper is, is my thing. I am I, um, – I just – it just puts me into my happy place drawing on paper. I'll, I'll, I can't see me ever stopping.
0: That's awesome. I love hand-drawn comics, so that's incredible. But I, it totally makes sense with the colors. That – Makes total sense. And the lettering yeah. <laughs> getting a letter. Yeah. yeah true. Oh, God. Yeah. I
2: don't know how people, I know how people or I actually I, I did hand letters and stuff before, which is why I think I hate it now. But um, uh, yeah, that to me is kind of like, uh, it's the, the main focus of it is, is on, is on paper for me. And um, I like working with the limitations of paper. I like how it kind of forces you to make decisions. Um, now saying that, you know, as a disclaimer, there's amazing, digital work out there it's mm-hmm. just not for me personally you know um there's something about having the actual pages in my hands just it's 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 just does something to my brain where i can feel the work i've done rather than if it's all just sitting on a computer it kind of feels like it doesn't yet doesn't exist
1: i think the textures come through a little bit more when the art originates on paper
2: there's a lot of really crappy digital textures that people are using that you can just see them a mile away and it drives me crazy of course, there's some people doing hugely innovative stuff, so it all balances out. But no, I, I, same here. I think um, there's something we said for how how ink sits on a page and how you know greywash takes it, or how like the line delineates on a on a page. It's um, so there's just the drawn quality really, is really attractive to me, just as a reader too. Like I'm, it's not that I can't read comics are drawn digitally, but like they, um, it's like so you know I can't put this guy down because he's amazing, Sean Phillips, where he did kill or be killed digitally. And I love the book, but he's drawing um, reckless on paper, and I, I, I like it way more. Like, it's just a quality. Is is Sean Phillips a worse artist or better artist because of one or other technique? Absolutely not. But I know what one just kind of like just feels more tangible to me. You know, it's a good, oh. it's a, it's it's a subjective um, quality, but but for me it goes a long way.
1: Yeah. Like, like, I think a book's like Descender, when you look at the artwork and that you can, you can like feel the grain of the paper yeah, in those yeah. panels and everything. And it's, mm. it's just fantastic. But then, you know, like you look at Saga with the artwork from Fiona Staples, it's all digital and that's immaculate as well. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yeah. It's not, you know, I, I, I'll make gross generalizations, but then I'll walk them back immediately. You know, cause there's always, <laughs> there's always some examples of like showing you exactly it can be done, you know? Um, but like, uh, I, I just just in general, the digital stuff, it just doesn't it just doesn't grab me as much. But that's pure. It's purely personal. Thing.
0: Got a question back on uh, old dog. Mm-hmm. How violent is this book going to possibly get? Uh, is it is the violence going to ramp up? It, I mean, it. I mean, there's headshots in this book. I mean, it's violent. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But I'm curious. is Is it going to elevate as we get deeper into the series?
2: It's a good question actually issue two isn't too violent there's like violence but it's not too violent um i would say i'm not really one to be gratuitous unless i think there's much reason to be you know yeah um and um, but saying that i do think that stuff can be quite fun as well like i like body horror i like well, i like drawing i don't like um i'm, I'm a big scaredy cat i don't like horror films um but I yeah uh, I like drawing it a lot for some reason. So there's there is an element of body horror stuff that will come into it. Um, but as regards like violence, um, I would say it, it'll definitely happen. But it's not it's not like um, it's not like the authority where people are crushing faces every time. You know, sure. I would say um, for me, less is more.
0: I think with you know a guy with you know you would expect with his past as you know a spy and things like that, he would be more of a calculated type of guy and not so when i think of like the ultra violence i think of people that maybe aren't as trained <laughs> that just kind of yeah, ma- like he's, make he's, a mess he's along be, the way
2: he's trained to kill and like he's more likely to snap a neck than he is to like yeah rip a guy's face open you know? like
0: john wick with the gun fu and he's you know just popping him in the head and that's it you know yeah. <laughs> mm. pop him in the head and move on
2: yeah yeah I mean at the same time he doesn't always have a gun sometimes he's using his bare hands so like yeah. I think um, uh, yeah I, yeah, I, I, that's a very good question actually um, now that I think of it like I hadn't really thought about it that much but I think um, it's not for, it's not a kid's book or anything like that so there's definitely some kind of more graphic elements to come into it but again like, I, I wouldn't want to be too uh, I wouldn't be too gratuitous
0: with the gratuity okay yeah no that's a great <laughs> answer that's a great answer
1: uh, in the first issue, we see uh, get kind of get catch a glimpse of of this you know kind of superpower if we want to call it that that he's gotten is is that going to be explored more? There, is there more abilities that he has that we haven't seen yet? How much is that going to be explored moving forward?
2: That's a good question. Yes, there's more things you haven't seen yet, but it's not a case where he's getting new things. We just learn more and more about like what's happened to him as as you know. On the outside, it just looks like he's kind of got superpowers, maybe. But um, as the story goes on, we realize there's more to it than that. And there's limitations that come with it,
1: too. Oh, excellent. I I love all the questions that you set up in this first issue, because it does definitely leave you wanting more. And that was one of the things I was curious about is how how is I mean, because this guy just finds out that he's got this. And then the next thing we know, we see him on a mission. But I'm I'm really curious to see how that's all going to to flush out in the end. It, it was just one of those things that you left hanging that that really left me wanting more.
2: Well, th- thanks, man. I mean, to to a degree, that just kind of had to be how it was because, like, you know, like I said, the premise of the book is in the as solicitation, you know, so it's not <laughs> like that can be a surprise. So you kind of need you need a surprise for a reader. You need reason to hook them. I also didn't want it to be the case where, you know you felt cheated because you don't know something it's a fine balance of like giving you enough to like to keep a reader going but not frustrating them but at the same time if I just answer everything up front then there's nowhere to go after that so I need to I need you to come back but I want you to I just want you to feel satisfied with what you read but but keep you interested especially because they're one shot stories basically that don't don't necessarily you know continue it's not like issue two is part the next part of of issue one you know what I mean um Mm -hmm. So, and that's, that's my slight worry is by doing self-contained issues that, like, if you read one, you're not going to be compelled to come back. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's, I'm well, hoping you will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it left yeah. me, like, with, like, th- m- multiple questions, but three big ones right there at the end. Mm. You know, right there at the end, I've got, like, three big... I've got questions about him. I've got questions about someone that, you know, he's going to be working with. And then I've got questions about some technology and I'm like, okay, these are questions that need answers. So Mm -hmm. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I would say none of those questions are answered in issue two, because I'm a bastard. Um, (laughs) But, but but issue three, especially will kind of dig into the partnership a bit. Um, yeah, issue five and six kind of, yeah, there's, I, I I definitely want to answer questions as it, as it goes.
1: Because I'm sure the way that you're writing this, you are writing it because you want your readers to have these specific questions as, as they're going on.
2: Yeah. Like I want, I guess I haven't thought, I want, yeah, like, like, like telling somebody isn't, The best way, just somebody telling somebody what a story is isn't the best best way to do it. And there's, you know, you need to torture the reader to a degree to keep them keen, you know. You can't just give them what they want because you give it to them and then they'll be unsatisfied. You need to kind of slowly feed them, as it were. This is getting a little weird, sorry.
0: No, (laughs) No, it (laughs) makes absolute sense.
2: (laughs) You know, it's just it's the nature of like, you know, storytelling is effectively, you know, tricking somebody into an enjoyable experience
0: (laughs) the best thing about you know uh, some of the best shows that have come out over the you know over the past few years are shows that we get together and we talk at the water cooler you know like it brings people together so yeah i could read this comic joe could read this comic joe could point out something that maybe i had missed and and we can speculate and then it's i like being wrong when I'm when I'm reading, oh, this is where it's going, and and I've already read, you know, Old Dog, and I've already made, you know, like I had already like been trying to figure out like what's going on with this character. Okay, what's going on with like these two different time periods and blah blah blah. And I'm asking myself these questions, and I think like books that make you think at the end of it. Are the best kinds of books, and even the best kind of like movies. I remember leaving Prometheus and just wanting to talk to somebody about what I had just watched. You know, yeah. uh, what the fuck was that thing? <laughs> Yes. And so I've been really excited to talk to you today because I, 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 I had questions after that film too. Like, why did I watch this? But you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, um, I uh, um, no, I know, I know what you mean. I, I, I tend to kind of not speculate about stuff because I just kind of, i just like wait till it comes out and, and, and read it. But I actually had that experience recently with um, Better Call Saul, the um, last season of that, because uh, me and Rory, uh, who writes time for time with me, were big fans of that series. So every week we've been going like, oh, what's that episode? What's this going on? Oh, yeah. like, how's, how are they going to wrap this up? Like that's it's been really fun. Actually, I haven't really had that experience in a while.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's one I got to jump on. I, I How I oh, watched... Man. I watched Breaking Bad when it was all collected and I finished it within a three-week span. And I was just like, that was the most amazing <laughs> series ever. And so I now... Say, I, I'm going to watch... Console,
2: I'd, say, um, I'd spread it out a bit because okay. it's not as a high, high adrenaline a show as Breaking Bad ends up being. Yeah. It's way more kind of slowly paced and atmospheric. So I would like... I'd you know don't watch it all in like watch one a day for like a month or so like i think i think you'll enjoy it more if you savor each episode a little bit more the problem with breaking bad is it would end on a climax and you had to watch the next one exactly whereas better Soul is actually very differently done but I, I i actually prefer it to be honest
0: well uh, you know anything that's going to give me anything that's going to give me more bob odenkark and uh Jean carlo esposito i'm all oh in. man oh yeah you're
1: well there you go that's the one for you
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
1: do you have any like dream collaborations that you would love to do in the future?
0: Uh, nah, nah, just want to work
2: with work with the best. You know what I mean? Like, um...
0: you're like, uh, people should be dreaming of working with me.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm in a weird place where like I've written some stuff now, so I know people who'd like to work with me as a writer, which to me, I'm like, yeah, but I'm not good enough to, (laughs) to work with you. Um, you should be working with a better writer. Um, I know definitely I mean a million artists I just because I'm an artist I'm a fan of so many artists there's loads of artists I'd love to work with I, I couldn't even name like one dream guy because I would be so intimidating um but from a drawing point of view I'd love to do a Garth Dennis story sometime I'm such a fan of Garts um and Baker as well those are the two guys um I'd uh, like I got to work with Warren which was an absolute dream and I, like, I could never have imagined getting to work with Warren Ellis. Um, so, uh, very lucky in that regard. Um, but, if I'm not, if I'm not doing my own stuff, I kind of just want to work with somebody who I've been a, who I've been a, who was a, you know, I, I've been a fan of since I was a kid. So, yeah, we will be like Baker or, or Ennis if I was going to work with somebody else because I've got to, do, like I've, I've got to work with Hickman and like Brian Wood and Warren and who else the last few years like some, Amazing writers, like you know, and so I'm kind of spoiled in that way, so now only the best
1: <laughs> I loved what Warren Ellis did with uh, the Wild Storm. that's one of those series that I've gone back to and read maybe six or seven times. It's just so, in the John Davis Hunt artwork in it. Was it's just great. spectacular,
2: yeah, i you know I mean, anything Warren has done is just I actually just bought Cemetery Beach there the other day because Jason Harrod artwork is amazing, and um, yeah, was just incredible stuff.
0: If uh, Old Dog were to be optioned for television or a movie, uh, is that even like on – is that a dream of yours? Is that something that you would like to see? That Would you like to see this work get adapted into some sort of a television show or a movie? Sure, why not? I could I – it
2: would be nice to buy a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, of course it would be savage, but like it's not the – you know – um it's not the reason to do it but like sure. i would be I'll be very naive to not consider the fact that like if i have my own my own ip that I've, I've put everything into um i'd to have the benefits of like turning into a show or whatever um but i mean i know the realities of that like it's such a it's like it's a lottery ticket beyond a lottery ticket beyond a lottery ticket um so i just don't really think about it to be honest but like um no it would be it would be class i'd you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, no, 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 this work is too pure to be adapted. Um, no, uh, adapt the fuck out of this thing.
0: Well, I mean, I've heard Brian K. Vaughan talk about Saga being adapted. And he's like, I have made this comic book so bizarre and wild that it could never be adapted to film or TV. And I'm thinking, yes, you said this 10 years ago. Let's see what they can do in Hollywood in the next 15 to 20 years and <laughs> – and I, yeah, I mean, what?
2: Who'd have thought they could do Sweet Tooth, or they could do? Yes. Oh, just when I think, what the hell's even out these days? Like Sandman now, like or like, there's. They said. There's
0: they said they Watchmen
2: couldn't be adapted
0: for years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and they were right. <laughs> <laughs> we we got. I, kn- I I knew you were going to go one way or the other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no it could be adapted into a terrible 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 film but shots fired good series though um but yeah no like there's no point in making a hard and fast read about this stuff like so, so so much of it is act this book is actually inspired by by tv shows and stuff you know so oh, yeah. like you know I, it's it's um but like you know there's no point to trying to accommodate for that like i just like i i i think comics are at their best when they're doing what comics can do yeah and you know let film tv catch up with that if they can you know best of luck to them and like um uh no i'd love that i mean with all the moon Knight stuff that happened with the the disney uh show with having mr knight in it that was so cool but like the same day sorry at the same time it's not my i don't own moon Knight, so you know there's not much you really get from that Mm-hmm. But, like, if something you that I wrote and drew and it was all mine and got adapted, that would be incredible. But, um,
0: yeah, I think um, i just put my head down and just try to do a comic in the meantime. Absolutely. Um, how much of the spy world and, like, spy tropes are you going to be throwing into the book? I'm actually kind of curious about that. Like, you hear, like, uh, um, you know, like, oh, we got to find the antidote or we got to find the the hard drive with all the information on it, the documents. and Or there's the... Uh, you know the bomb that's going to go off, and we're watching the the t- the time tick down, and uh, worried about our hero. Are you going to be throwing in a lot of the spy genre and those tropes? You know,
2: in the first arc, I'm just trying to think. It's more street level than that. Um, yeah, if the stakes are lower, okay, I would say, but uh, I would kind of like to go big at the same time. Like, um, say. Yeah, in order for the kind of first kind of arc to kind of resonate for the characters more, I've kind of like gone um, more low key. Like I said, the first, the second issue, he's trying to get like a, a source out of um, out of Colombia. The next issue, he's trying to track down an old, um, an old um, handler of his. You know, so the stakes are kind of more emotional, yeah, and smaller. But they, I think, they by their nature, they will get bigger. I'd say in the second arc, things will get bigger like that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure this – well, I'm after reading the first issue, I'm sure our main character has a lot of questions about what's going on himself. Yes. Yeah. So, that makes perfect sense. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, but like, I, w- I want to go to space – I do want to go to space at some stage. so. You know, you're,
0: you're like the Fast and Furious franchise when it comes to that, <laughs> aren't you? He's going to drive a car, yes. Are we going to see a Fiero in space in the sixth issue? Uh, just, this is going to happen. There. No, I, Mainly just because
2: I want to uh, I want to do an issue that doesn't have a lot of backgrounds. So that'll be a real... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I know you probably got to be, uh, you got to get going. But we, I, Joe, did you have any fi- a final question or anything? Uh, no, no. I just thank you so much for
1: your time. Uh, th- this was it's such an it, right? exciting book to read, and and you're just a joy to talk to. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: that's that's now there we go that's you at the end getting telling me how great i am i appreciate that <laughs> joe you are part of course I mean, i'm an amazing artist joy to talk to like i just i've got it all going it's great. <laughs> um, yeah i know thank, no, thanks thanks for many guys I, I i appreciate it it's really it's really we it's difficult to try and Pitch your own book to an audience because nobody. It's different when it's like Deadpool or something. Everyone knows who that is. Sure. Like trying to trying to sell a new idea without giving it all away. It's, it's a difficult balance. So thanks for helping me, kind of. Yeah. You know, and um, sail those waters. Appreciate it.
0: This is, it's coming from Image Comics. This is I'm very excited for you. It's creator owned. You're you're doing so much work on this book. I'm very excited for you. When was it, it's When is the official release date? Against September twenty eighth. September 28th, you can get this comic book at your local comic book shop, your LCS. You can go to – there's so many different comic book shops online that you can go through. I go personally through Gmart. I know there's Atomic Empire. You can go through a ton of them, and you can create your own pull list. But this is definitely one that I would recommend putting on your pull list. A lot of people ask the question, like, when should I start reading comics? And, like, there's so many different issues of so many different books. Where do I start? I always say start with the, you know, images is always having a new number one come out. So like if you're mm, listening true. to this podcast right now and you like what he's saying about this book, I know Joe loved the book. I love the book. This is a book that you can easily add in your pull list and you can collect it from month to month. And I think you're in for a fun ride. So yeah, this is definitely a place to start in comics if that's a question. That sounds smart. Yeah. Like what you're
2: saying. I would just say, I would also say, um, if you're curious, if you go to um, com. I have an issue zero on my website. So it's like an eight-page old dog short story, Okay, so you can read it for free, but you have to solve a Declan Shavi related crossword puzzle in order to gain access.
1: That's, That's exciting. Excellent.
2: <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah. So if you go there now you'll see under the drop bars as is issue 0 so like if you know my, if you know what I've worked on before you should be able to uh, or you be able to google the answers anyway but I thought there'd be a fun way to give a preview story is to mm. you know because it's a spy book. Solve a little puzzle, but there's an original story in there, so you can get a taste for what the book is without without even
0: reading issue one. I'm on it right now. It says number one across. Who is the best writer in all of comics? And it looks like Declan Shalvey fits perfectly. Yeah, yeah, I filled I filled that in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for you. <laughs> But Declan, thank you so much. It's been a joy talking with you. And oh, I thanks, guys. Thanks for seriously it. hope this book blows up and we can just have you complete this story because I am. Well, if it does, I'll, I'll credit you for uh, making it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you heard it. You heard it. Mark it down. Thank you, Declan. I been... thank, uh, thanks for meeting guys. Cheers. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Is it okay to go? I don't know when you're stop recording, or
0: I'll hit stop right now.